Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of News and Brews, a Columbus Business First weekly podcast about uh, beer and also news. Uh, today, uh, I'm doing terrible. I'm Eleanor Kennedy, the assistant managing editor here, and I am here with Emily Bench, Doug Buchanan, Mark Summerson, and Dan Eaton. And today, we are drinking a Skateland. Blonde Pale Ale from Columbus Brewing Company. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, open it now. All right. All right, so the Skateland is described as a blonde pale ale featuring a slightly sweet malt profile with a balanced bitterness. The hop flavors and aromas are of tropical fruit, oranges, and stone fruit. Stone fruit? What is a stone fruit? That'd be like uh, a Like cherry. peaches, cherries. Things that have a pit in it rather than seeds. That's a known thing? Yeah. I just thought it fruit. was a yeah. British fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking pomegranates, and I don't know why. Like for weight, the stone? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that was the, the mental <laughs> association that it had conjured for me. I love the bottle and the design of this. It's so yeah. fun. And the I think the... the Font? It's kind of retro. No, no, no. The, the, label, the, label? the label, thank you. Yeah. The label reminds me of Candyland. Yeah, a little bit. Doesn't oh, okay. it? Does. Yeah. That's yeah, since this is an audio medium, the label has a roller skate on yes. it. And, and it's with very um, bubblegum mm-hmm. colored uh, kind of 70s. Yes, yeah. retro is definitely the vibe. Yeah. You got some pink and some teal. It's a, it's eye catching. I mean, I'm sure on the shelves uh, it looks good. All right, so we need to explain what a blonde pale ale is. Because I'm a little clueless about a Dan. No, I mean, uh, um, this is, uh, I, b- I believe, a blonde pale ale. It's a pale ale that is a little blonder than a normal okay. pale ale. Like, if you think of a classic Beer pale ale, it's, uh, it's um, uh, like a Sam Adams, like a Sierra Nevada. They tend uh, to be closer to, to kind of amber. Okay. So uh, a blonde pale ale is a little... Uh, so so there's no it's just the color. It's not like, it's just no, I think that is the pale. Yeah, it's a natural brunette. Uh, I'm sure this one, if you looked at the roots, it'd probably be more of a. It's one of the most approachable styles of beer. Uh, a golden or blonde ale. Well, that's just a blonde ale. This website is worthless. <laughs> well, this looks like <laughs> it falls within the category of pale ales. Okay. And so we're at the far oh. left in terms of drinkability of a pale ale. Maybe it's Meaning just it's like super interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Although I, I get a little bit of hop from this. Not much, but yeah, there's a little bit. Well, it's like if you think, you know, IPA is kind of a is a is beyond this, you know, going into into stronger, uh, hoppier flavors. But again, hops can be bitter. Hops can be kind of uh, uh, tropical. Like this has some tropical hops in it, but it has more malt. So that's where you get the. That's why it's a pale ale because it's a little sweeter. It's a little maltier than mm. uh, an IPA. This okay. website recommends pairing it with spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which Have I would pair with anything, <laughs> honestly. Uh, pepper jack cheese <coughs> or sugar cookies. Okay, those are very hmm. random. I feel like thoughts. dessert and beer is that's a three course meal. Too right much. No, <laughs> a I pair meal. all sorts of desserts with beers, but they're yeah. usually stouts. I, I think sweeter beers and desserts go really well together. And that beer we had last week that 
uh, one that tasted like uh, the gingham. The, uh, the gingham, yeah. Yeah. I've been cool. keeping an eye out for it because I yeah. liked it so much. Yes. It, uh, I know it's at Wyland's. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's elsewhere, but we're going off topic quickly. <laughs> Eleanor, bring us back. Uh, well, let's see. Dan, what can you tell us, uh, Tell me, since I'm new to mm-hmm. town, about Columbus Brewing Co.? Uh, Columbus Brewing Company is the oldest uh, craft brewer in central Ohio. They've been around since 1988. Wow. They're on their second owner, possibly third. I can't remember the early days so much. I was not of drinking age at that time. Mm-hmm. Their current owner, Eric Bean, has owned them for probably about a decade and um, really built them into what they are today, which is one of the more, uh, one of, certainly the, the largest brewer in Columbus, not counting the big guys up off uh, Bush Boulevard, but, but, but certainly one of the most respected and consistent brewers in Columbus. I mean, they are uh, reliable. If they tell you this is a style of beer, it's going to taste like that style of beer, which mm-hmm. um, you don't get all the time from uh, less experienced brewers. Right. It, it, is it just me, or does Columbus Brewing Company seem to be putting out a lot more beers right now? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot more variety. They have that Insane Wanderer series, which rotates every quarter, which is a big thing in the beer world these days. Is uh, uh, everyone's so hop crazy that um, you know everyone's introducing these rotating series of IPAs um, where they they swap out the hops every three months or so. But then they have creations like this and uh, Fool's Gold, which we had at our staff meeting yesterday, which good. is a, a golden ale. But they've definitely been more aggressive with getting um, more brands out on the market. Yeah, I've never seen this beer before. Is it new? Do we know? Yeah, I believe it's com- okay. completely new. Yeah. Um, the last couple their months. That yeah. it's a rotating pale ale. Yeah. Um, oh, that I see. Doing. I, I I can't remember if we <laughs> said this on the podcast before or we were just talking, but uh, uh, whenever I am in a pinch uh, for time and I go to a gas station, I'm nine times out of ten just hoping there's a Columbus Brewing Company beer there in there. Usually there, there, there yeah. usually is. Yeah, they're, 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 they're their one standard of the... IPA is in my uh, corner gas station, yeah. so I pick that up they are every widely, day. widely available. Yep. If it, I'm it, desperate, which is not a desperate beer, but it's I know it's always there. The other interesting thing about Columbus Brewing Company is they're unusual amongst the local craft brewers anyway because they don't have a tap room. That is true. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is, I've just never quite understood. I think uh, it's, it's, it's actually, it's not that hard to understand. Again, part of that comes with age. They've been around longer than ev- everyone else. Oh, and true. they've always been a production brewery. Yeah. Contrary to the confusing name history, the restaurant was never the brewery's tap room. That's uh, maybe a little too complex to, to mm. explain here and is now in the past now that the restaurant is gone. It was called uh, Columbus Brewing. Uh, I got uh, confused about that. Word uh, everyone did. Everyone yeah. did. Behind the scenes, is there were separate owners, separate operators the whole time. They just happened to have the same name for reasons that go way, way back in the past. But um, uh, so they've never really had a tap room. They've always been focused on production. And a couple years ago when they expanded, and moved into their brewery out on the west side, um, there just isn't a natural space for a taproom. I mean, they, they, you know, there's enough space there they could do something, mm. but not without, um, you know, I think a, a, a sizable investment or, or work that, um, uh, frankly, I think they just focused on making beer. Although they are, they were one of the announced tenants announced tenants for the... Um, uh, trolley barn. Trolley barn. Yeah. So, so oh, I think, right. uh, you know, whenever that gets going, it's probably still a little ways off. But, um, you know, if that initial batch of tenants announces or, or holds, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where the trolley barn project gets open, then I think they would have a, a tap room in there. Very good. So, 
Yeah, sure, certainly, certainly they do well. I mean, you I know, you don't so. run into too many people in this town uh, or in the state, really, that, that that don't like them. And they have a reputation beyond here, too, with, um, you know, Bodie and Creeper, some of their some of their heavier uh, or bigger IPAs, you yeah. know, have, like, similar to Jackie O's last week, where I was saying they have a, a national reputation. You know, Columbus Brewing, you know, has a couple of beers that are nationally respected. Because yeah, I think it was only a year or two ago, Bodie won some kind of national, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah, Bo- Bodie and Creeper have won, you know, oh, both, several. Oh, okay. uh, you know, but between awards, they've they've won some medals at the Great American Beer Fest in Denver in the past. Paste Magazine um, has has done rankings of beers, and, mm. and Columbus Brewing is is always it's the blind test. We talked about this on the White Raja episode, I believe, because right. White Raja has actually won that, and uh, Columbus Brewing's fared pretty well in those mm. blind tastings is as well. Creeper, their double. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bodie is a really uh, is a good one too. So Eleanor, as a visitor or now a transplant to Columbus, what do you think of the of the uh, scene that you've seen so far in craft beer? The beer scene? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I had been uh, paying attention via y'all's content before moving up here, so I don't know that I've necessarily picked up on anything in the two weeks that I've been here. Uh, the two times, other than yesterday, that I've gone to buy beer my, for myself, I've been like. Uh, I'll just get the stuff that I already know what it tastes yeah. like. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you who don't remember, Eleanor's from a tiny, tiny town called Nashville, um, <laughs> and, and just moved up here to to work with us. It does seem like I'm very interested in in the uh, <coughs> legacy of Columbus Brewing Company. Um, is that when when has when did y'all's uh, craft brewing community really start to boom, or has it been big? For quite a while. No, no. This is the the boom has pretty much been the last probably. I always say five or six years, so it's probably actually been like seven. (laughs) It's probably it's probably been like seven or eight now. Um, uh, Actually, I think about seven. It's probably about 2012. So we're probably coming up on about seven years of this boom. For the longest time, there was only Columbus Brewing, um, Barley's, and uh, Elevator. So Mm. for you know from '88 until. Uh, we'll just say 2010. There were there were some smaller folks that that sort of would pop up and disappear briefly. But uh, you know, for a good you know, almost 20 years, there was really only three local brewers. Mm-hmm. So was so. beer your beat then, or has that been a recent one that's evolved? No, it just kind of evolved out of covering restaurants and manufacturing. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. The roller skate on the front reminded me of a story I was working on earlier this week. We did a uh, slideshow on Columbus um, Ohio History Connections sports. Oh, yeah. yeah. I believe it's called Ohio-Champion of Sports. Ohio-Champion of Sports. That's it. And they talked a lot about Ohio's women's roller derby scene and i guess it's pretty popular yeah i don't know if there's a lot in going on in columbus but there, there, there is, is there a was. sea on the skates. So yeah i don't I know if it still is or that. not but there certainly was didn't they skate at the convention center I think yeah so. and they, they skated at the there's a couple united skates um of america still around and i yeah. think they competed there as well i don't there's know if skatosaurus rex competed or not it's Podzilla. In Googling around, I got very excited thinking, oh, well, there was a skate that's an homage to the Skateland rink uh, in Columbus, but uh, upon further inspection, that was Columbus, Indiana. Uh, oh. So yes. oh, my great aunt lived in Columbus, Indiana. 
There's Fun Columbus fact. in every state. I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. There's, There's a lot. There's we a, are the we Columbus. Are the Columbus. Yes. We are Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. There's a Nashville, so. Indiana, where oh, we actually went on uh, vacation last summer. It's the home of Brown County State Park, which is a, a beautiful state park. Lots of camping. Known the vi- for the <laughs> vice president. No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Mike it's, Pence is from yeah, there. Well, no. I mean, I don't he know where he's from. There. He was there the weekend that we were camping, so parts of it were closed off, um, which was interesting. Really? Yeah. But yeah, Nashville, Indiana. It's kind of like a low rent Asheville because uh, super cheap because it's in central Indiana. But they could afford it <laughs> in. So this is your yeah, this is your vacation recommendation. So let's talk more about this beer, drinkability. What do you, mm-hmm. what is drinkability is off the charts. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> this is very drinkable. Uh, right? Mine is almost gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a five point three percent ABV, uh, so not bad, and um, the slight sweetness and the lack of bitterness. Uh, you know, I think that this would be a very you know popular beer. You could serve almost any to any moment. To me, it's it's it's. Right down the middle, I think it's fine, um, but I I crave more taste. See, I, I love want the flavor. I like a pale, an American pale ale is my favorite kind of beer because I feel like you get just enough bite um, that you don't feel like you're really, yeah. you know, just drinking a pilsner or something. Sure. Um, but it is smooth, uh, and you can drink it. It's crisp. Easily. It's clean. It's, I think all of those adjectives work for this one. Yeah. So I think this one could it could stand to have a little bit more bite. I think there's not uh, quite as much as some. I, that was good. I think we need to hear from the harshest critic on this panel, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> yes. Emily, my thoughts. I like it. <laughs> okay. I think I found that I'm liking pale ales more past couple times we've done this, I've okay. liked all the ones we've brought in. So I think I like the mildness of it. <laughs> I think sure, I like yeah, just the smoothness and it's it's light and it's refreshing. And so I like that. I'm I always say this, but I don't catch the flavors that they put on the side. I think that's just more my lack of, you know. Well but but sometimes that, you know, when talking about beer flavors, I found that a lot of it's just sort of terminology. Like it's not so much the more you drink, but the the more you, you kind of talk about it, the more, you know, things start to make sense. Like yeah. they start to click and click in place. Yeah. Out, um, you I know, remember when sort of Resiny yeah. made no sense to me for a long and time. And, and now then it, it Yeah, now yeah. That, that one clicks. What's yeah. that? It's, a, it's a, like a pine, yeah. heavy pine, like the resin is the sticky stuff it's from pine. It's dank. And, <laughs> Dank is a Does great that taste word. good? Like, do you taste it? Yeah, uh, if you yes, like it. I, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's a, I like a, piney resin yeah. dankness, and other people just dankness. will choke on it. So. Yeah, I like. I didn't. I don't taste stone fruit or mm-hmm. oranges, here, right. but I think what I do taste is good. Yeah, it, this is one of those beers I think you could you could have with almost any meal, and it would not overshadow that meal. Yeah. I mean, it would just complement it. Particularly Even spaghetti. Spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very that's, like, I think, that, I think yeah. that's the first time I've ever heard a, a beer pairing suggested for a spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, you would that's think more of a red wine, wine thing. But. Yeah, I don't know. Like I do, I do, like I said, like darker beers, but I can't, I've never really tried having that with food because I feel like oh. I just, I just haven't really tried. I'll do it by itself on its own. Get a or nice, with like a charcuterie sweet board chocolate or whatever. stout and have it with a brownie. And so it's honest to God, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I like it. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's not something you should do like <laughs> daily, but occasionally for a treat. Tr- treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> Is there any other uh, big news this week that we should talk about? Yes, beer news from this week. Um, um, well, uh, this isn't. I wouldn't exactly call this uh, uh, breaking beer news because it it involves a, uh, a a brewery brewery that was announced years ago and never really moved forward. Right. But uh, uh, there's a, a place that was uh, going to be blasted barley downtown. Um, and, and, and anyone who's been downtown in about the last year, this probably isn't going to be a surprise because there's been no movement on the space at all. Um, but the coming soon signs were still up and the restaurant still, you know, on its website would say coming soon to Columbus. But that mm-hmm. is uh, uh, not surprisingly not happening in mm. a, a complicated story that's too yeah. long for this. But uh, uh, if you look up the owners of, of the uh uh, Toby Keats, uh, I love this bar and grill, and uh, the Rascal Flats restaurants. There's a very. They also were involved with uh, Blasted Barley, and um, uh, there's a very interesting history there, to to say the least. But do not expect that downtown brewery. So the Arizona Republic has been writing about this company mm. that yeah. has the the um, mafia ties. <laughs> um, yes, but it's not. It's also not the only, as we all know, uh, restaurant company. Working with celebrities that has yes. complex backstory. Uh, Phyllis and Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, back when I was in Nashville, I wrote a lot about how the company uh, that's actually based up here, TC Restaurant Group, uh, that is uh, behind several of our celebrity branded honky tonks down there. They've worked with Florida Georgia Line, Luke Bryan, and Jason Aldean, um, which all of those are open and still open. Uh, and booming, uh, that company uh, evolved from a, a Marion-based company, uh, the owners of which uh, have had some trouble with the IRS. Hmm. We cool. don't have we don't have any celebrity type bars here, do we? Even in, in Margaritaville, there was well, Eddie George's Eddie George's bar. Yeah, yeah, Eddie, it's still here. Really? That's still here. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee still here. Just moved. It is. Yeah. No, Ohio State Buckeye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. he's a big deal in Nashville. He's a, he was I a think, big deal. I think he had a restaurant in Nashville at one point too. I thought probably he does a lot of different yeah. things. I thought it shut down. He, no, it, it moved to moved. Grandview Yard. Right. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. But that still is going. not correct. Yeah. And, and everybody knows Eddie George is a huge country singer. He was an actor. Yeah. He yeah. was yeah. in Shakespeare really? in the Park in Nashville, and he was on Broadway. Yeah. He was in Chicago, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, anything uh, Anything else uh, news-wise we want to, to touch on, beer or otherwise? You, well, the else? beer, you had another uh, story about Hilliard's uh, North Market, oh, or mini North totally Market. forgot about that. It's crooked, been a long week. Crooked Can? Yeah. Crooked Can, yes. This brewery opened in Orlando, Florida, and they built a sort of mini North Market around it with, uh, you know, 15 or so vendors of food and gifts and other things. One of the partners in that is from Ohio. Uh, he has two friends who are here, and they're trying to do a similar thing in Hilliard. Uh, it's expected to open this fall. It is a. It, it will be a... a uh, I want to say 17,000 square foot facility. There will the brewery will be there, uh, Crooked Can, and then uh, they have about 11 vendor spaces, most of which they they've announced here. Uh, it was a nice mix week. of it was nice mix. Yeah, there was one yeah. called, if I remember correctly, the Meatball Mafia. Meatball Mafia, yes. Speaking of mafia, yeah, yes. and meatballs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bringing it all together. Yep. <laughs> Here I have some breaking news that won't be breaking at the time that this podcast is posted. <laughs> but Ohio State has lost to Michigan State in mm. the Big Ten tournament. I don't know what that I'm means shocked. for them making the tournament. Um, but hey, Indiana made it more of a competition yesterday than I thought it would be. Yeah. 
But if you do want to think about Ohio State basketball, we have. Yep. We have dove. We dove in. We dove, we dove in. in. Yeah. Uh, to their. Done dove. <laughs> to how we dove in. Their basketball <laughs> revenue uh, compares to uh, the rest of the conference. So uh, that content. Evergreen. Whenever yes. you want to go look at uh, how Ohio State stacks up, you should go do it right now. ColumbusBusinessFirst.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Search Emily Bench. <laughs> You'll find all that. Thank you there. very much. <laughs> More sports stories. <laughs> uh, well, Cue thank the you. country music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you all so much for uh, tuning in. How did, how did they used to end Yeehaw? I never watched that. I should do that. Oh, y'all, y'all come back now, you hear. There we exactly go. It. All right, hold on. Let me do this. All right, all right. Thank you all so much for tuning in to News and Brews, Columbus Business First uh, podcast about beer in the news. Um, y'all come back now, you here.